Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to down, it up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm each bound up, watch old bandit run. Folks, welcome in. Wait a minute. Something going on here. Hit the right button. Okay, I've got the right button now. Welcome in. Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. Uh, There's a lot going on. Uh, Temperature's dropping outside. We got a little rain. Um, I'm dude number three, Delp Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delp. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, everybody. This is the Angry Democrat. There we go. <laughs> Regular special guest dude on Wednesday, Debbie Matthews. How are you? I'm so good. Good morning. It's my birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Well, happy you. birthday. Thank you, Jim. So you have to be nice to me today. I also had a tooth pulled. Just don't, and just so, don't say nothing wrong. I'll be all right. Oh, Jim, I love the smell of Democratic <laughs> fear in the morning. I'm telling you. So you keep, keep saying what you're saying. Keep I'll keep counting those extra Republican votes. Yeah, there so. we go. Um, yeah, I got a little school report I need to make sometime during the show. Go ahead, Ms. Short. Oh, good. I talked to Jack Cobb yesterday, and he says that they have two schools that are fully staffed. First time in a long time. Now, they're still working on others. The yeah. two schools that are fully staffed is Woodard and Spring Hill Middle. Um, and Jack Cobb, folks, is, is many of you may know, but perhaps most of you know, is the uh, he's the PR guy. He's the spokesperson for Murray Public Schools. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they also have hired a a new person on staff for recruitment and retention. So that that should help them. That's smart. Find teachers and try to keep teachers. It's a problem, I know. And um, they just need to do what DeSantis did for police: offer a big bonus to come to Murray County. Hire maybe so. I, I, you know, I don't know the answer to this question. I know it's a problem, I, but you know, when the traditional school, you know, MTSU, uh, I think at least in the last fifty years, has probably been uh, the biggest provider of teachers for this area, the secondary school teachers, and uh, you know, before that, it was probably. Um, Peabody School in Nashville, but then MTSU in, in uh, later years sort of took over that role. And, uh, you know, last year they graduated two new teachers. I mean, you, yeah. you can do all the, you can do the, all the enrollment and, and, uh, and retention you want to for those, you know, but you only got two teachers in the pool. What are you going to do? Oh, well, and I, well, I, would, I would almost bet that North Alabama, University of North Alabama, put out more teachers than that. And I, I don't maybe know. they put out four. Well, well, and I don't know if people are aware, but, you know, Murray County is now considered in state for the University of North Alabama, which is a big school for nursing and for teaching. Because right. when I went to school down there, the big selling point was it's like 
Seven girls to one guy. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. So. Well, and I think and they're Alabama girls, so they're gorgeous. That's for sure. You know. So. Yeah. And but, but I think go ahead, Miss York. But Jack also said they're doing some different things with this recruitment and retention. They're trying to reach uh, our college uh, folks early. Uh, trying to reach high school students early so they can get them in in the pipeline. You see. Okay. I see. Makes sense. So, but we still. I hope it works. We still, you know, you gave teachers what a five percent bump, but inflation is at eight point seven. So they're still in the hole. They're down five percent. It's as if they took a pay cut. That's what we're dealing with funding right now with inflation no, I, numbers. I, th- I think the the pay is still at the level where you know you you get you get the people who feel a calling to be a teacher. Uh, but you don't incentivize them to be a teacher uh, just because it's a good profession to be in. You know, yeah. Jack and I, Jack and I talked about that. Uh, you know, people that are teaching now have a passion for teaching students. It's not just a second job for a family for income anymore. You've got to really want to teach to start teaching at the levels that of salaries that they pay and you got to really want to teach and a lot of teachers spend part of their salary buying classroom supplies and other things so yeah, they're really not making a lot of well, money that's why we pay. need a facebook page that says okay this is the teachers forum and teachers just put out on facebook this is what i'm needing for my classrooms and i can tell you that columbia people will pr- respond on providing those mm. for those teachers they will they will well, they will I show up i, I promise know, you they will well, i promise well, you they will last year uh murray county public schools offered a five thousand dollar bonus to special ed teachers and assistants uh and from my understanding, it is they really didn't see any difference in apl- applicants. Well, five percent is you know, nothing. But five thousand—it was a five thousand. Well, five thousand is still. I mean, well, and paradoxically, you know, Mister York, what you're talking about may be a good thing. Uh, you know, the, the teachers, the people entering the profession now are people who have a passion for teaching, uh, even though the pay is not so good. So it's, it's paradoxically, it could be a good thing. Um, so this morning on Channel 2 News, okay. early early morning edition, there is somebody in Nashville that is taking an issue with the, with the uh, phrase uh, learning loss because of the COVID year. So th- they have s- sent in some specialists to change the phrase to unfinished learning. So there was, I guess, at least a 10-minute segment on that this morning. So we're not supposed to call it learning loss anymore. We're supposed to call it unfinished learning. And I don't know how many thousands of dollars that costs to make the change, but that's what they're talking about this morning on Channel 2. So, well, whatever across the nation, students due to COVID have lost that, that, that level that they should have achieved over the last couple of years. And, and it's going to take a while to get it back. So well, they that, did a compar- that's reality. They did a comparison this morning of a child that was doing the Zoom uh, learning when everything was shut down. And her parents watched this child withering, basically, and becoming an introvert. And they found a Catholic church that was open through COVID. Imagine that. And they got her enrolled in she has excelled so that the scores of kids 
that were in-person learning and all of these private schools that were open during COVID, not afraid, but open, they have far exceeded the public school kids that were trying to learn by Zoom. Yeah, yeah I mean, but people don't have the money to send their kids to private school. Well, the that public school should have been open, have Jim. Money. But the no, public the schools, schools can be open when you got a pandemic. Well, the Catholic school folks. was the Catholic school was open and nobody died. So that's a small. You don't, you don't know that. That's a small population. I, I know also. that there are at least ten or twenty Catholic schools in Nashville, and well, other private schools know, were open. Folks, right here. You know, and and it's not a conversation about public versus private. It's about a conversation as to policy yes. during the pandemic yes. um, and which policies worked and which didn't. Right. And, uh, you know, we had a, a number of closures or go remotes or whatever here in Murray County Schools. And I, I understand, though, that, you know, they're they get pressure from this Tennessee Department of Education, Tennessee Department of Health. They've also got a parent population yeah. that well, you know, the some, teachers some union didn't want to go. That's yeah, the bottom yeah. line. Some want to some want to be remote, and some don't. Don't whatever that kind of thing. But well, a lot um, of parents they wanted to keep their kids home. They didn't want to expose them to the pandemic out there. Well, I'm I'm just saying in the public schools the decision process is probably more complicated. But Agathos, where my grandchildren attended. Adopted a very simple policy, the same one they've always had with regard to any sickness. If you're sick, stay home. When you get well, come back to school. Yes. And they, to my knowledge, you know, they, I've not heard of a single uh, bad outcome as a result of that policy. And, right. Zion was and my grandchildren were there during the entire two years of the pandemic. Right. So, and they're going to be And ahead. they are not behind a bit, not right. at all. In Did fact, any child ahead. ever get right. sick at Agathos Delt? Did any child ever get sick at Agathos? Oh, yeah. My my grandchildren both got COVID. I mean, yeah, uh, but see, you're dealing with a larger population when you're dealing with public schools. And the problem with the pandemic is nobody knew you had it until you until they come down with it five days later well that could have been a whole school population they could be strep throat that could be anything riverside had a number of teachers that were out and with COVID and kids out they almost had to close riverside school well, that's you know that's that's just how you have to deal. With that it. happens during flu. I mean, and strep throat. I mean, yeah. it does. You don't know if this you're sick or not. This was worse than a flu. No, I understand, Jim. But what not I'm saying is, not in child age population. No, no the teachers wasn't. were vulnerable for yeah. sure. But the um, older teachers. But what is what we have to look at is that the least in our population, the ones that are having a, a hard time, you know, the poor in our population ended up. Of course, have sending, being sent home to Zoom it. Um, and uh, these children have challenges otherwise, whether they have Internet service or not, whether they have computers or not, whether they have parents that can be there to help them with the Zoom classes. All of those things have put our poor population even further behind than they would have well, earlier. Well, it's not just the poor population, Debbie. That's There are different learning styles across the board for human beings. And, yes, a lot of people can't deal with remote learning. A lot of students can't deal it, it, with remote learning. If you want to blame anybody for closing the schools, it, it's Republican Governor Bill Lee who shut the schools down, the public schools. That's who you blame. There's that. that that's right? who you blame. That's There's that, 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 right? that, that. That's who you blame. The did, pressure. He, did he do a shutdown? Yeah, yeah, he's the one that shut down the schools. Yeah. So. Mm. A truth, a real truth. But you were jumping up and down thankful for that. And the rest of us were like, OK, let's let's hit pause here and see where we are and get away from the fear. 
Yeah. You know, but you this morning, Michigan, of course, and Gretchen Whitmer was up there saying, oh, I only closed the school for three months. Well, they were closed almost two years. It was different. At least Tennessee had some sense and got back in pretty quick. But these other states, I mean, two years of kids. I mean, this is a mess. My, my grandchildren have attended Agathos are light years ahead. Yes, absolutely. Ahead. Absolutely. And folks, you know, in other news, uh, in Indonesia... A 22-foot-long python ate a grandmother alive. Now, Miss York, how did Trump make that happen? I don't know if Trump made it happen, but they got pythons running around Florida doing the same thing. You don't have to go to Indonesia. They got so that's Ron DeSantis' fault. Because folks collected those reptiles and then turn them loose, and they multiply like crazy. They're all in the Everglades. They actually have hunts now down in Florida to try to kill them because they're so popular. Prolific, I know. Yes, Trump did it. You know, one thing Trump did, I was thinking about that driving in this morning. Um, you know, the, the Democrats nominated Merrick Garland. And Mitch McConnell said, no, we're going to wait on the presidential election before we have confirmation hearings. And Mary Garland was advanced uh, as, all right, I'm getting the signal here. Mary Garland was advanced as a moderate, a centrist. And now he is uh, Biden's attorney general. And he is no moderate or centrist. He is hard, hard left. The rule of law. He is no. He is the hard. rule of law that the profession <laughs> you worked a, in all your life dealt the rule. We're of We're about law. to play something for you after the break. Uh, the when is, Merrick Garland uh, called parents domestic terrorists, he to me he needed yeah, to be. Yeah, if you attended a school day. board meeting, you're a domestic terrorist. That's right. And um, and he is he has coordinated, executed uh, very well. Unfortunately. A Maoist-style purge Absolutely. of uh, conservatives who wish to just make their feelings known. That's right. And so that's... Uh, and the conservatives are going to make their feelings known after November 8th because I think he will be impeached. I well, do believe that. it reminds me, though, of a turning point in Republican politics. Oh, uh, boy. Merrick Garland was up there, and Don Lemon, or one of those bozos, goes... Uh, why haven't Republicans caved and allowed a vote on uh, Merrick, you know, voted in Merrick Garland as a Supreme Court justice? Why haven't they caved yet? This is, you know, this is Don Lemon or one of those bozos, the liberal media. Why, why, haven't they, why haven't Republicans caved? Well, they were serious about that because up until that time, when the liberal media got on a rant, Republicans always caved. Always. Always. Not and, anymore. And, and, but that was the turning point. That's right. And Trump was the one who gave Republicans the backbone to quit caving. Yes. And that's really why probably there is no, you know, I know you don't agree, Mr. York, no sense in getting into it. <laughs> no, I know y'all pri- I know but, y'all proud of what you did, how you legislate and how you well, run government. Let me tell standing, standing up against the liberal media has to be done. Or, Amen to that. All right, but let's take a break. You ought to do it legally Amen. and not do it illegally. I don't care how it's done. You 
Buicks of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor sales.com Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. 
but we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well-positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams, Treasurer. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. folks, welcome back to 3Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy, uh, eastbound and down. Uh, for those of you who may be lost in that, that means we've been playing that since the middle of the summer because Republicans are eastbound and down toward the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C., and we are going to take it over November 8th. Just watch old bandit run. Mm. Now, that song will not be played anymore after November 8th. It may be the victory tune of some type, or it may be the agony of defeat. We will see. But uh, Eastbound and Down expires November 8th. And speaking of which, Tuesday, November 8th, we will have uh, coverage uh, here. Uh, uh, the three dudes will be covering the election results, uh, along usually with Tom Price and other guests. Uh, Debbie's a candidate, and so we'll ask her to stop by that night and sort of tell us how she feels and see what's going on. All of the, that good with, stuff. Yeah, with the returns. And you know, that was one of my favorite things was doing the returns the last time. That was there, awesome. There we go. And uh, so we'll provide election coverage, and we won't stay here all night with the entire nation or anything. We'll we'll stay until uh, the Middle Tennessee races are resolved, and uh, and and then sign off and talk about it more tomorrow morning do number two or the next morning excuse me do number two clayton harris how you doing doing well Dale. good morning everybody and dude number one mr jim york good morning Dale. good morning everybody and regular special guest dude on wednesday debbie matthews good morning isn't it beautiful outside i mean even yes. though it's gray the colors just of the trees are i've never uh, every year i say i've never seen as pretty of a fall but it's it just gets more and more gorgeous every year it's fall. These places. It's fall. It's been a little dry for, you know, farmer's taste, I think. Well, in the Mississippi, I meant barges aren't able to get up the river right now. Correct. It's a mess. Now, that's mostly the, the Mississippi. You know, I live down there. Spent a lot of time on the Mississippi. And uh, the the water, the, you know, the, we've had more rain here. But when you get up into the uh, upper Midwest, the Missouri River, the Ohio River, that's where the Mississippi gets its water. Right. And so when there's no rain there, the Mississippi falls, even though the Tennessee, which is the primary tributary to the Mississippi from this area, uh, as far as I know, still got good flow in it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's complicated. Yeah. But the, the pictures of the barges not getting up the river right now are... It's you know it's you know to, to compile that with other of our yeah um, more supply that supply chain issues it's a mess yeah and I I heard that the 
truckers or the trains may still go on strike. Did, yeah, did I think that's that? true. I think that that did not resolve. As Biden said, he got it solved. Well, uh, it, he did not. So I, I think guess that's, Biden stopped those barges. I mean, he he didn't have enough water in the Mississippi, huh? Was that Biden's fault? No, that was. But the trucking thing, he said, or the train thing, he said he'd gotten that negotiated. But I don't think that's going to hold. So we'll see. Now the train thing is clearly going to fall in Democrats' laps. Uh, no, the. Now there has been, it, it, you, you, there there is a solution, and I'm trying to recall the last time I read about it. Uh, there is a a gate, right. a gate in uh, Lake Michigan, I think, right, where that gate can be opened and it will flood the Mississippi River. Okay, and. I'm just working from memory here. That has only happened twice in the history of, you know, the United States. Are you saying it floods it or it can refill it if it gets low? Well, it refills it. There, okay. There's a gate. There mm-hmm. is a gate. I think it may even be in Chicago. I'm not sure. There is a dam or a gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think somebody can be needs open to open it. and will replenish and bring the Mississippi back up to right. Uh, a good navigable level. Right. Well, somebody it's needs been, to be fiddling been, with the gate. Well, it's been done twice in history, and it requires, if I, my memory is correct, an order of the United States Supreme Court because it involves interstate issues. Right. And so it's, well, in other words, needs- it's rare and hell and right. difficult to do. Well, right now, I'm at, all I'm seeing are barges at the bottom of the river. People are walking in the center of the river, in the midst of the Mississippi well, River. So, Miss York, you ask if it's Biden's fault. I mean, you know, instead of this silly purge business going on where they, the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. is asking for another $34 million to persecute people who uh, came in the Capitol on January 6th. They could be working on what's necessary to uh, uh, legal maneuver, the legal maneuvering necessary by the United States to get the permission of the United States Supreme Court uh, to open those gates to let water from Lake Michigan flow into the Mississippi River. That's a much more important issue to Americans yes. than January yeah, it's, it's 6th. It's kind of like the state's got 600 kids staying in DCS facilities and look like they should build a facility and knock out a wall and build a facility and let those foster kids have a pl- decent place to stay. And then you got Marsha Blackburn, who's your state senator, having a rally She's about a federal- five students that Vanderbilt uh may have done some gender affirming. So it looked like a lot of folks got missed priorities. You mean gender reaffirming? They were affirmed already at birth. Yeah, gender okay. reaffirming. I'm not going to open that conversation again, but <laughs> but letting a 13-year-old elect to uh, have her uh, breast cut off is wrong. It's insanity. Yeah, it's insane. If you'd you're, ask you're us, too young, me, you're too young. At none 13. of that's done without parent approval. Oh, well, it, the, that's a, <laughs> then they're, they're, they the parents be, should not be allowed no to kind, approve that. No kind of, no kind of. Miss York, that means nothing to me. The parents shouldn't be allowed. The parents can't let that 13 year old smoker drink. Right. I mean, that's right. That, that, Even that, if they want them to. Right, but after they get grown, after they're adults, I don't care. Let, let their freak let flag get, fly, right? But once, not until once they they're came. grown, let them do whatever well, they right. want to do. That's right. And I got this text from the. No, we got a message from this moron yesterday. Who? What, what did he say? He said thirteen-year-old boys don't get their penises cut off. 
that comes later is the way I understood him. I think that and, it's a and, chemical and castration, all, And right? he said all that happens at uh, at when they're 13 is that they take uh, grow their hair out to look like a girl and take hormones. Well, folks, th- that 13-year-old boy taking hormones, that is, that is permanent and irreversible damage to his uh, person. Uh, to his person or to his... To his to being a male, right? And no thirteen-year-old, even with their parents' permission, should be allowed to make permanent changes to their the sexuality of their body. Now, once he turns eighteen, fine. But this is wrong. And it, didn't Biden make a statement on this that if parents didn't go along with gender reaffirming, that it was child abuse? Uh, oh, he wanted to pass national legislation to make allow 13 or 12 year olds to change their sex without their parents permission i meant if you'd said five years ago we'd be talking about this i would have said you are on another planet that will not happen and here we are having conversations as if this is truly serious business where are the adults in this country the adults need to step back in the, the absolute tone deafness of the biden administration you know two weeks before the election they think that the issues important to the American people are you abortion, know, which that's no, fallen flat. That's fallen flat. But yep. but Biden gets on TV Sunday <laughs> and makes this speech about you know the uh, thir- twelve and thirteen year olds ought to be allowed to have sex changes, right? And right, they're doing that two weeks before an election, exactly. And and then and then the other thing that were Claude John Pierre, whatever dumb name is, yeah, you know she wants to talk about the accomplishments of the inflation bill and so they they ask you know who cares or who knows and they ask her how's the inflation bill going to cut and i saw this you know she gets she gets the question how is the inflation bill going to you know cut price rises and she said oh well uh, you can get a tax credit for uh, new solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Or, 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 there we go. Or, right. Let's go. No, no, no. no. The Republicans the... plan to kill Social Security, to kill Medicare. Uh, to oh, New yeah. York. Yeah. You James Carville. James Carville. New York, that's a myth. James Carville got on the – James Carville got on – That's just a – the Republicans – That's a plan that the Republicans – You know what, Jim? No, it is not. Jim, you listen to James – You listen to James Carville. And Mr. he York. said, if Democrats don't want to lose, they need to get out there and say Republicans are going to hurt Medicare and Social Security. That's, you that's listen to those plan. talking points. Your, no, the, it is not. It's not. It's no, not it is not. Points. The, that it's is a talking paper. point, Jim. Mr. York. To publish it and somebody no, you listen to John. You listen to James Carville. James Carville said, Medicare. Kill drug, uh, drug protection. Mr. York, that's a straw man. Republicans have not. Republicans have no such proposal or intent to reduce Social Security or Medicare. Republicans get old, too, Jim. Republicans get old, too. Mr. York, that is is simply not going to happen. That's a straw man. dying on the street, and you all don't care. All you care is about, we need to All dying on the street, yeah. That is a straw man. Republicans have no proposal whatsoever to cut Medicare or Social Security, and it is not politically feasible. It's a dead issue. It is. It's not going anywhere. That's what you said about Roe versus Wade, James. That was a legal opinion. That was a legal opinion. I still think the Supreme Court was wrong. James Carville came out and said the Democrats are going to lose this time because they're off on this woke message. If you want to beat the Republicans, you have to say they're going to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. 
gets on TV this last weekend and says, you know, the issue in this election is the economy and inflation. Yeah. At least Bernie, Bernie? got it right. Yeah, you know, and it's Barack not, Obama said it's the not same sex thing. change. It's not sex change operations for minors. And and now Bernie went on. Now he's still crazy, Bernie. He he <laughs> yeah. went on to say that the reason we're having inflation is because of corporate greed. You yeah, know? Yeah. But at least he identified what was important in this election right. and what voters were concerned right. about. The yeah. American public has turned their head. They're not listening to the media anymore. They can see it on the ground. They know how their life is affected, and they are going to vote that way when they go to the and, fuel pumps, when they go to the grocery store. And, I am, I, and that's what this panel here. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're going to play something when we come back on the other side. Uh, right now, though, Scott Specky's listening in, Representative Scott Specky. <laughs> hey, Scott. Good yeah. morning. And he sent me an article about uh, she's a Democratic representative from Memphis, state representative, the oldest serving legislature uh, in Tennessee. Democrat Barbara Cooper died, and she was she was up for reelection next week. Uh, yeah. She'd been serving since 1996, and this article doesn't give me her age, but I think she was in her 90s. Um, and um, so she's served for a long time, uh, and um, she was from Memphis. And um, apparently, Scott Spicky thinks uh, enough of her that he, even though she's a Democrat or not, you know, they're not politically aligned, that he wanted to send me that article over so we could pass that message along. Um, so rest in peace. Uh, I, I, Mr. York, do you know how old she was? I think she was in her 90s. No, I don't know how old she was. Barbara Cooper, in the legislature since 96. Uh, let's see, House Minority Leader Karen Camper said she was a warrior for her community in the city of Memphis and a tireless advocate on education and equality issues and just a delightful person. We will all miss her. Well, we thank her for her service. So, um. All right, folks, when we get, get back, one of these crazy wingnut liberal media types got together a panel of people in the Midwest to talk about uh, January 6th. And what you hear, most of you probably believe or would agree with, but I, I couldn't get, there were eight or nine people on this panel, Clayton shaking his head. Yes, yes. I couldn't get eight or nine people to come in this studio, even though they agree and have the same opinions that you're going to hear, they would be scared to do it. They would be scared something would happen to them at their job. They would be scared that, you know, their friend or neighbor would get irate and start yelling at them. They would be afraid that they would be blown up on Facebook with a bunch of wing Well, nuts. look at who, look at Ron DeSantis and uh, Marco Rubio's canvasser that went door to door last week campaigning for them, got critically beaten to de- almost to death this past week. Uh, no, I, I couldn't get together. I, these folks are courageous. I mean, you know, I mean, like you said, even, even on their Facebook page, a bunch of nut jobs. Listen, if people don't stand up right now, these people are going to continue well, to silence everybody. You know, I, I was reluctant to start Who's speaking doing out more about this. silencing than the GOP? Well, Listen, it is your freedom to say whatever you want to, have whatever political well, sign in the yard they, you why, want to. People right man- now... 
people Bobby right now. men in ballot boxes out there in Arizona armed, and now the sheriff has got to get involved to get them away from the ballot boxes in Arizona. Well, they need uh, to have security wait, around that, those ballot that, boxes. That reminds me, Democrats are now worried about election results uh, no, and election no. integrity. <laughs> it's so rich. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when it's you put a bunch of hooligans around a ballot box, uh, let's just worry. let it sit oh, there. Let's so now look, we're worried no, about no, voter no, intimidation no, and everything. It's never happened before, Clayton. It's never happened before. Yes, it has, Mr. Mr. York, let me tell you how it's happened before. They, the Black Panthers were indicted in Philadelphia. Black Panthers, man, the Black Panthers. Indicted. They were indicted. They were black black men standing outside the polls with shotguns. They were indicted by the Bush administration, DOJ, for intimidation at elections. Barack Obama was sworn in and had his AG dismiss the charges. That's a fact. We're taking a break. We ought to indict those people. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one of a kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 
My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. Okay, we are back. Three minutes with the view. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim Yora. Good morning, Dale. Uh, hey, by the way, Bart, Mr. Senator, uh, not Senator, Representative Cooper was 93 years old. Wow. I thought she was in her 90s. Yeah, she, she was up there. And, and running for re-election. I mean, still yeah, getting at served it. The, served her area, Memphis, well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a remarkable service. Yeah, it really is. All right, regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. How are you? So good, guys. Good morning. Thank you for letting me be here. All right, got another message from Representative Sebecki, uh, which answers something you brought up, Mr. York. He said, we are working in Nashville the next se- session to increase the number of children covered under 10 care and women who need health care coverage. Uh, we are able to access, we've got about $300 million more which will allow more people to get better health care and have access to it. Uh, And also, uh, they are working on a bill for the next session to increase payments to our local providers under 10 care so that we can improve more uh, rural health care options in Tennessee. That is hardly cuts uh, to health care. That's increases. And it's a good thing. Clayton, all right, Clayton, set up what you've got. This is a forum in front of some crazy wingnut liberal media person of eight or nine people in the Midwest somewhere? It is. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, this happened on MSNBC. It was on Morning Joe, I think, yesterday. So it's uh, gotten a lot of coverage uh, because of, uh, I think, uh, the reporter, and, and I, I apologize. Yeah, the I don't know the liberal anchor wench did not get it did the not go answers the way, that she expected. Yeah, correct. It did not go the way we thought it was going to go. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, without any further ado, I guess we'll play it. All right. Where is this at? In Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Mastriano was at the insurrection, and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? 
Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking doors, doors for people. So, yeah. I mean, I... They opened the gates so and So it let shouldn't them in. be disqualifying for an elected official no, no. if they no, participated in January 6th? He didn't, he didn't strike anybody? He didn't hurt anybody? Yeah. And the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police An unarmed officer. female veteran. Was That's the only one police. that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a lot true. like Antifa's action. Yeah, it looked it's a lot, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to me. Minneapolis burns. Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Rocket just because burns. just because I, one side that you no. disagree. With. I'm it's saying Antifa infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who harms anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there your making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner. Uh, because of it for misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the office. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reich dog fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm-hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I, I don't think no. so, no. I don't think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump, a little Diana. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, I, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm-hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully, let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to cross barriers. Well, there's that. Not the response. Not the response. To our listening audience, and I'm not going to say these people are deranged, but I'm going to say they have been radicalized. Radical? Wow. Ms. York, York, what I'm going to say is what they are saying. They even admit things that actually listen, happen. Listen, listen. That, that's, that's, that's a remarkable. This is why people are. Things happen yep. and people don't want to. All right, Mr. York. You know, I, Columbia, whoa, Jim, whoa. Let me make a point here. I'm going to represent to you that I thoroughly believe that what these people say represents about 70% of the community that we live in. Conservatives. Maybe 80. Maybe no, no, 80. No, no, yes, no. it does. Yes, it does. So you just and, call this deranged. And, but Jim. the reason they don't talk about it is they don't want people like you in their face, Mr. York. I and, know Republicans, and I associate with Republicans, and they are not to the extreme that these folks... This are is not extreme. This is a perfectly 
except they are, reaction. They're they not even rational. Let me, let me, they don't even think rationally. There are they, people, they do think rationally. So, let me M- tell you. so MSNBC just went out and found 11 irrational people and put them on TV? <laughs> yeah, no. 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 And, and let's have a rational conversation here because, Mr. York, you're just wrong. This is what 70 to 80% of the people in this community think no. they agree with it. Yep. I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Well, Mr. People York, they disagree with that you, way. that's for sure. They don't, well, they don't think that way in this community. I know too many people in this community. Mr. York, they are afraid they be, to speak up. Be, yes, they are. They, they are afraid to speak up. This is how they, they feel. Republican, and they don't think that way. These people are... are Ms. York, these what, people, what they let me tell you. These people, these people, man, if I use that term, I'd be under the bridge. Yeah, and let these me tell you people. what the Reichstag f- fire was yes. that the fellow mentioned. Yes. Uh, about a few weeks after Hitler was uh, became yes. the... Uh, uh, was sworn in as Chancellor of Germany. Yes. The Reichstag building in... Where was it? Uh in Berlin burned uh it was done by some nut job yeah. but hitler attributed the fire to communist agitators right he used it as a pretext to claim that communists were plotting against the german government yep. and induced president uh hindenburg to issue reichstag fire degree yep. suspending civil liberties and pursue a ruthless confrontation with right. communists right. Uh, that's right. what that is what's happening here and i will tell you as an assistant united states attorney I knew that we had the techniques and the resources to get a crowd of 1,000 people, even some in costume and mask, and by, you know, uh, you know, by electronic techniques, with technology and just old-fashioned, uh, you know, investigators on the ground to identify all 1,000. What's amazing here, and prosecute all 1,000, and they've done it. But what's I've never I knew that the resources were there. I've seen them used, but not on a mass as an assistant United States attorney, but not on a mass scale as we're seeing in connection with January 6th. And what's even more remarkable, what I never saw in 25 years of service nationwide anywhere is they are expending this kind of uh, resources. The U.S. Attorney in Washington has just asked for an additional $34 million to do these investigations and prosecutions. So, uh, Bill, why are uh, these people that were caught admitting to their guilt? Why why, why are they admitting to their guilt? Jim, we have people because that they're have... getting a deal and they're seeing these sentences that are out of proportion come down by these left-wing judges in D.C., and they're scared. That's why. So they're trying to minimize their losses. Now, let me continue. I have never seen this kind of resources expended uh, on any investigation, uh, on any investigation by the Department of Justice. And certainly, I have never seen this amount of resources uh, uh, deployed on, what, 90% of these you know, thousand people indicted, they're misdemeanors. They are misdemeanors. We're talking about littering on the trace, you know, littering on the Natchez trace. I have never seen this. And what it tells you, Mr. York, what it tells you is that the federal government could go to Kenosha, could go to Portland, yes. could go to Seattle, yes. and identify every rioter there yes. and put them in jail. But they Do they choose to? No, they do not, and that's what's going on in this country. What's going on was what's going on with Steve Bannon? That happened in Kenosha were not at the level. You can't, you can't <laughs> equate. Oh 
Oh my god, my head just exploded. What about the people who've burned? That is 31 flavors of stupid, Jim. That is 31 flavors What about the people who burned St. John's Church and forced the evacuation of the White House? Absolutely. Oh, that, that, that was mostly peaceful. That was mostly peaceful. <laughs> uh, they could be identified and prosecuted for, for if the Department of Justice chose what? to do it. What, let's, they, we have to walk through that park Jim, and then go home, Jim, home Jim, Bible upside Jim, down. Jim, Jim, let me tell you this. We have to admit that this administration has political prisoners. They are taking no, political no, prisoners. No, yes, got, yes, this is political are. prisoners. And secondly, there are people and, that are stabbing people, beating people to death, and they're not even spending five minutes in jail. And these guys have been there a this year. This community supports well, the view that these people express, but they are scared. We are all scared. We are, because they're about to. Don't well, think that I'm not scared taking this position on radio right, and right there's now. There's 87,000 new IRS agents for a reason. I mean, all of this stuff is a march to totalitarianism, Jim. I mean, and, no yes. way. We're, oh, we're, my gosh. You know. Y'all yes. are so, you're so a, far why, the right. It's a shame. Why are, it's why, a shame. I do and not that, consider uh, me talking about IRS agents being hired to double the IRS department they, being right. trying to find the people that's not trying to pay their taxes. No. You've got to read between the lines. No, it is for harassment and intimidation. you got Harassment to, and intimidation. You've got to read between the lines, Mr. York. People don't know the difference between various types of IRS investigators. Uh, most of them are not armed and are not special agents. And, they, you know, they're accountants and auditors and that kind of thing. But these they, they hired. There have always been, though, a handful. Yes. And a rule of thumb is who are criminal investigators. Right. And if the IRS shows up on your door and they're not wearing a gun, <laughs> then it's basically a civil matter, and you got to, you know, get your receipts and all, and all that. that stuff. Yeah, try to the sort problem, it. Del- try, whoa, whoa! I'm tired of being interrupted. The subject changed, but the um, the ones who show up with guns uh, now, if if the IRS agent shows up and they're wearing a, a pistol, right, you got trouble. That's a criminal investigation. Call your lawyer. And this is what I'm afraid of. All right, Miss York, going on. on. Miss York got cut off. I I was going to say, there hasn't been an an employment outreach to IRS agents in 50 years. People are old. They're retiring. That's why it's taking people a lot more than ordinary time to get tax returns completed. And that's been happening about two or three years. They need to hire people to review tax returns. Well, that's and not what criminal investigators catch, do. And then catch the tax cheats who are not paying their taxes. That's not what... That more auditors, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. These these are criminal investigators. I guess the, a, a government department hasn't been run well in 50 years. They haven't taken care of business and hired as I'm they should. I'm not saying Jim. they hadn't been run. They just they just need more people. People Yeah, retire. they're people advertising, asking people if they will use a gun and use it against their fellow citizens. That is what the ad said. Is they, Are they capable of handling things like this? And these that is... Are, these are the gun-wearing IRS. And I'm going to tell you, the gun... They're going to show up at conservatives' houses. That's what people are worried about. Is oh, that my political? They're going to show up at people who are not paying their taxes. Houses. No, they're going to show up at conservatives' houses. They're going to. Are they going to show up at Al Sharpton? They're going to show up at Al Sharpton. They haven't showed or or Stacey Abrams. Both of them have a big delayed tax bill. We're not talking. They have no. They haven't paid their taxes. Al Sharpton. All right, bye bye. Al Sharpton just owes millions on taxes. That's all I'm saying. Stacey Abrams. Turns for